This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 114, submission number 270, Carter Country. Carter Country aired on ABC from September 15, 1977 to August 23, 1979 for 44 episodes over two seasons. Here's the elevator pitch, guys. You ready for this? You ready for this? I'm about to give you the elevator pitch now. Okay. In the heat of the night. In the heat of the night, right? Yeah. But it's a comedy. It's a wacky comedy. And it takes place in Georgia around the time of the Jimmy Carter presidency. I would say that. Uh, is in the heat of the night meant to be comedic? No, it's meant to be a thought-provoking thriller slash crime drama. This is going to be take that premise and combine it with the Andy Griffith show, and it's going to be funny, or at least it's going to be awkward. Probably awkward. I don't know. Yeah, this is not a good idea. Why well, do you sound egregious when you're pitching it? Yeah. I have no, I, I have no, it's like, I have no idea I was going for a smarmy used car dealer, but it sounded like Regis, so I just ran with it. Hey, hey Galvin, I got a great idea for a series. It's a series about some cops in Georgia, and there's casual racism involved. It's out of control. Yeah, oh. it's like, it's like, I was going for a used car salesman, it came out Regis, so I just kind of, uh, kind of rolled with it. Oh, casual racism? It ain't casual. They're just out and out, just like throwing it in your face. Oh yeah. Let me tell you let me tell you something. One of the characters is actually a member of the clan. That's how yeah, racist this show is. Yeah, and he's not even wrong about that. Um and <laughs> uh just to uh be upfront with everybody, um Chico lasted the opening segment, the literally the open of the show. That's all he saw. Oh, no, Greg uh, said he lasted ten minutes. If I, even. I, I, my face has been frozen when I heard "clan." I was like, "What?" No, that's true. That's it's true. true. It's true. It's true. One of the characters, 
Um, and we'll get to all the characters in a moment, but one of the characters is an out-and-out member of the clan. Good night, everybody. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, and, and Greg has, has left his chair. Yep. Uh, hey, you know what, Greg? You lasted longer than I have. But I lasted longer than both of you because I watched two whole episodes. Yeah, let me tell you something. Mike could not sit through five minutes of, of Manimal, but he could sit through two episodes of Carter Country. Well, I, I sat through the first episode, which is highly racist within the first seven to ten minutes, and then I sat through nah, not as racist of an episode uh, afterwards, a, a second season episode. So, so I've got more insight, for lack of a better word, than, than, uh, than uh, my two compatriots. Uh, yeah, insight being uh, an operative word here. Yeah, it may not be the best word for the situation, but I'm going to roll with it. Yep. That, that's pretty much what I did with the whole uh, used car dealership as Regis. But anyway, so first of all, let's explain the name. Carter Country, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jimmy Carter is from Plains, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. He is. He, yep, he is. He is from that area. And this show supposedly takes place in that area, but in a fictionalized small town called Clinton Corners. Which makes you wonder if they tried rebooting this comedy uh, around the time of Bill Clinton's era, would he have come from a city called Carter Corners? Carter Corners, Arkansas? It, it could work. Just, just outside of Little Rock. Yeah, that's where the Whitewater Rapids are, or, you know. I, yeah, I could, I, could, I could see that. You could probably get, like, Nolan Richardson in for a cameo, probably. Oh, Nolan Richardson doing a cameo. Oh, my gosh. That, I would actually watch that. That, oh, oh, Nolan Richardson. And the thing is, if you don't know who Nolan Richardson is, sorry, go watch some sports. Yeah, especially go watch the 1994 NCAA tournament on YouTube. Oh, yeah, Corliss Williamson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did he beat North Carolina? Is that why you're so quiet? No. Uh, we we actually won the championship earlier that – or, or the, the year before. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, thank you, Chris Weber. <laughs> Yeah, running out of timeouts. How hard is it to count timeouts? <laughs> he got the last laugh because he's worth a lot of money. Oh, and yeah. He, and he's on yep. TNT. That's true. Yeah. Whereas Rashid Wallace and Jerry Stackhouse, I'm sure, are floating out somewhere. They're going to be in the spinoff Patreon podcast. It was a thing on a basketball court. Nah, Jerry Stackhouse had a decent career. Oh, he Rasheed told Wallace. And, and Rasheed Wallace also has titles. Yeah, he had, he won a title with the Pistons. Yep, that was great. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Uh, anyway, so this show takes place in the fictional town of Clinton Quarters, Georgia, which is not Atlanta, which is not Savannah, which is not even Valdosta. It's somewhere down there, where Jimmy Carter is apparently from. 
And the action centers around two contrasted police officers. We have the police chief, the white, the big white police chief, Roy Kobe, Roy Moby, played by Victor French, and the city-bred, college-educated, New York Times reading African-American Sergeant Curtis Baker, played by Kenny Holiday. And of course, both those names would go on to co-star in two huge NBC dramas back in the 80s, Victor French being in Highway to Heaven and Kenny Holiday being in Matlock. Matlock! Hey, I got to be honest. It was weird seeing Victor French without the Oakland A's hat. Oh, yeah, indeed. indeed. Well, you, haven't, you haven't watched uh, early episodes of Little House, have you? Or was it later episodes of Little House? Victor French was in Little House. It makes sense, considering Michael Landon was in both shows. Mm-hmm. And we have, in our little cadre of civil servants of Clinton Quarters, Georgia, uh, Mayor Teddy Burnside, as he likes to say, Teddy Burnside, your mayor by a landslide. Played by Richard Paul, who I forgot. I uh, forgot how many episodes of Match Game he was on. But he was he was on a lot of episodes of Match Game in the late seventies. He oh, was yeah. A, yeah, he was a regular after Richard Dawson left. Mm-hmm. And also, eventually we'll get to it. But he also uh, co-starred on future installment. One in a million. Just added to the list earlier today. Yep. What the hell is one in a million? Uh, Basically, uh, ABC trying to find a way to uh, get a vehicle for Shirley Hemphill. This was between what's what's happening now. Oh, this was after what's happening now. After what's happening, not what's happening now. Yeah, I was about to say, this is between what's happening and what's happening now. Wow. Which, hey, by the way, what's happening now, also a future entry. Uh, but, but also, Richard Paul, he played uh, Jimmy Falwell on, uh, uh, what was the movie, uh, uh, Larry Flint. Oh, The People, the People vs. Versus versus Larry Flint. With Woody Harrelson, yeah. Yeah. So that's oh, yeah. the place else you'd recognize him from. Mm-hmm. And he does look a, a little like a, a preacher type. Yes. Very conservative looking, a little plump. I could definitely see him pulling off Jerry Falwell. Because also he has that fake Southern Baptist. Oh, yeah. It's a, ve- it's a very good voice. That fake it, Southern it, it, it's, it's a very convincing voice, yes. Quite, quite convincing. All right. And uh, next we have... Uh, a deputy share a deputy officer Jasper DeWitt, played by Harvey Ber- Vernon, who, by the way, was also a fake ass Southerner from Flint, Michigan, who who we know who has been on. Holy cow, he's been in MacArthur, Teen Wolf, Someone Watch Over Me, and he was on an episode of Highway to Heaven and an episode of The Golden Girls. And an episode of Deep Space Nine. And we should add that his character, uh, Jasper DeWitt, very racist. Very racist. Oh, yeah. He is. Are you ready for this? Oh. 
And out now, member of the Ku Klux Klan. We'll wow. talk more about that later. That's what I was like. Nope. Yeah. Can't yeah. do it. Can't do it. Yeah, and I was stupid enough to sit through two episodes. Well, uh, but yeah, again, if, uh, and, and the uh, I'm just I'm I'm flustered. And the thing is, this TV show, uh, Carter Country was developed by Yorkin, Bud Yorkin, Saul Turtletub, and Bernie Orenstein, a name you'd associate with Sanford and Son. Oh, yep. yeah. The, the Toy Triumvirate? Yeah, the, the Toy Triumvirate. They had their hands all over Sanford and Son. Then they come back, and apparently racism is funny. I must have missed that memo. But, and we got two years of this. But if you think the entire cast is racist, no, it's primarily just Jasper DeWitt. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a town employee, uh, an administrative assistant type, uh, working, uh, I'm guessing, for the mayor or the police department, probably the mayor, Barbara Kaysen, who played Chloris, Phoebe, Chloris Phoebus. That's a name. What a name. Um, yeah, that, that's a name. And where you might better know her from is she played Gary Shandling's mother on It's Gary Shandling's Show. Oh, one of the best theme songs of all time. Oh, yeah. The Gary Show. Yeah, that's going to be discussed in the, uh, in, the, in the Art of the Theme Song episode. Oh, that's one of the best ever, absolutely. Whenever we get to them. That is the classic expository theme music. And you know what else we're going to talk about in the Art of the Theme Song? What's that? The theme to Wings. Oh, God. You know what? I posted on my Facebook, and you guys probably saw it. Yeah, we all saw it. Yeah. Like, Braun Schubert, I sang his stuff during college. And we never knew that he was the composer of one of the greatest shows ever. Mm -hmm. Channel 456 on Pluto TV. They have all of maybe about they, 20, they have, 25 episodes. Yeah, they have a they have up to season four, I believe, because I know that I know that Tony Shalhoub is added to the credits in season four. Yeah, and by the way, guys, we are we did add to the list the episode of Wings where <laughs> Lowell built a model blimp and Joe stupidly flew the blimp. And Roy broke it, making Lowell cry. You wanted to put an episode of Wings on the list so bad. I did. That's <laughs> the perfect one. It's I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. It you, is. Get, you get Thomas Hayden Church crying. It's so <laughs> great. And by the way, I would rather talk about that episode of Wings in this show right now. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, getting back to the cast here. We talked about... Barbara Kaysen, Hale, Harvey Vernon, Ver Richard Paul, and then we have the goofy Deputy Harley, played by... Oh, God, I'm going to screw this name up. Beach Cook! Thank you, Mike! And where do we know him from? <laughs> uh, well, he was, actually, he was on She's the Sheriff. Oh, there you go. He, he oh, went nice. from one police show to another show a decade later. We have one goofy... He played one goofy deputy... Uh, I guess he was afraid of being typecast. I don't know. 
Well, uh, no, the other place that uh, our astute game show fans might have noticed him from, he was on, I believe, two weeks of Match Game 78 slash Match Game PM. Okay. Yep. Which is I how I see his name. Beach Cook. Beach Cook. From Carter Country, Geech Cook. From from Carter Country, Dish Cook. Yeah. And uh, rounding out and rounding out the cast as the uh, mayor's secretary and a love interest for Curtis Baker would be Vernie Watson. And if that name sounds familiar. Wait a minute. Now this is a story all about how my life got turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute and just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Belair. What? Oh, you mean Will's mom. Yeah. She's the reason why Will had to go to Belair. She's the one who gave him her kiss and gave her him her ticket. He put his Walkman on and said he might as well kick it. That's another theme song we'll discuss later. Yeah. Uh, okay, we can also add a couple other more contemporary TV shows. She played Althea on The Big Bang Theory. Okay, uh, yeah. For six episodes. But even more current, she, she's actually currently employed. She plays Gloria on Bob Hart's Abishola. Oh, Bob Hart's Abishola, who, which we mentioned back in all the way in episode zero. Yay. Still hasn't made, still hasn't made the list yet, though. Yeah, no, we're not putting Bob Hart's Abishola. No, no, it's not happening. It's not happening. No, no we're no. not. Gonna, we we already have, we already have a uh, one show featuring um. Mark Addy? No, um, no, not Mark James. Um, Billy Gardell. <laughs> yeah, we have Monopoly Billionaires Club with Billy Gardell on the list. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so that covers it. Mm-hmm. Star turn. Anyway. Anyway, as we said earlier, good heavens, if you just, like, wade in the shallow end of the pool of this show, you're going to have racism galore. Oh, yeah. And and I know Greg lasted 10 minutes, and he didn't even watch the, the worst 10 minutes, in my opinion. No, I didn't. No, we're talking no. about the pilot, right? Because I've got the episode guide pulled up. We're, we're talking about episode one, uh, which is called Hail to the Chief. We'll, we'll go through the episodes uh, in a bit uh, very quickly. There's 44 of them, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time uh, on each episode. But, Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 well, but I, I do want to look at the whole sphere of, of Carter Country. Um, but uh, that first episode... Within the first, I'd say, seven to ten minutes, oh, my gosh, you already had half a dozen, at least half a dozen references to white power, racism, uh, very uncomfortable. Plus, also, within the first uh, ten minutes, as Chico mentioned earlier, he mentioned that uh, Jasper was a a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Yeah. You sort of have confirmation of that. Uh, again, within the first seven to ten minutes, because uh, he mentioned something about clothing, and uh, I, I believe it was, uh, was Cloris's character who said something to the extent of, "Oh, are you going to go change into some new sheets?" Oh, 
which was welcomed with a ton of laughter because <laughs> racism. <laughs> Racism's funny. In 1977. But yeah, the, the, this, the, the, the first episode was like knee deep in racism within a very short period of time. The second episode I saw, which was actually a season two episode, it was very uh, more uh, thinly spread out. Um, and actually, there was like an actual plot and character development, but uh, a little easier on the uh, the racism. So, yay! I, I I don't know what to say about that. It's not necessarily a yay, but yeah, just going through uh, uh, the episodes and and bits and pieces that I saw besides the two full episodes. Yeah, cringeworthy. Definitely not something you can rerun today. Even though, from what I saw, this may have been rerun in syndication as late as, I'd say, the early 90s. How? I mean, it, it didn't make 100 episodes. I mean, that's the magic number. But I know, looking uh, back at TV listings for this area, around 1980 to 81, it was on at 11 o'clock at night on an independent station. Yeah, you know those independent stations were hurting for programming back in the 80s. No, this one, no, this one aired MASH reruns and Sanford and Son reruns and Rockford File reruns. I mean, they had plenty of, of quality reruns in their stable. And plus they showed, like, Gilligan's Island uh, and uh, Brady Bunch, the usual 60s schlocky uh, sitcom fare during the day. Um, but also, uh, on uh, at least one of the episodes on YouTube uh, that I came across, there was actually, if you remember this, back in, again, the 90s, uh, I'm guessing early 90s, they had these little uh, segments where it would be like this day in history, this day in television history. They had one of this day in music history, which, uh, again, the same independent station here used to show in between shows just saying oh on, on this day in 19 you know 55 elvis presley you know married his i remember those whatever yeah i remember those so that's why i said that's why i believe this aired as late as probably the early 90s because that was definitely something around like 91 92 93 and I can't believe any place would rerun this in 91, 92, or 93. Well, it, was, it wasn't the uh, woke millennium just yet. It was just the, I need five more minutes, uh, early 90s, where everybody was an environmentalist. Yeah. Uh, also, we should add, now this is probably never going to be on DVD. I wonder why. Uh, next question, please. Well, what I was going to add is, if you dare, plenty of episodes of this are on YouTube. Uh, more than half the run. And you have a good, fair mix of first season episodes and second season episodes. Uh, I think I, I saw there's at least 30 of the, uh, the 44 episodes up there on YouTube. So if you're curious, don't, you know, don't 
complain to us saying you didn't warn us. Yes, Just we did. We, buyer we, we beware, folks. Buyer beware. Yes, we've been saying it for, what, 20 minutes or so. Tread lightly. It, it's, it, it's not for everybody. And if you're very sensitive, yeah, don't blame us. We're just the messengers. Mm-hmm. So, hey, how about we go through the episodes really carefully, really quickly? Uh, <laughs> just, to oh, show, okay. just to show that this is not totally about racism. I mean, yes, there's racist overtones. And I mean, even there's racist all, characters. There's, well, even well, in the one yeah. racist character, but he's really, really good at it, almost yeah. disturbingly so. Even again, in the first like three or four minutes of the first episode, you've got some racial overtones. Uh, not even mentioned. You, you have actions that could be construed as possibly racist, or at least at the at the very least. Um, very stereotypically Southern. So the first episode is called Hail to the Chief, and uh, President Jimmy Carter is coming to town, and Chief Moby is all excited for him to try his fried chicken, but Mayor Burnside has other ideas. Fried chicken? And guess who's in the same scene as Chief Moby's making fried chicken? Oh. Who do you think? Sergeant Baker. Hey, I got a question. With a title like Hail to the Chief, you'd think that there would be a plot involving Billy Barty and another dwarf and a magician trying to replace Jimmy Carter with a double. Greg, we already did that episode. I know, but I I so wish that this was the actual plot of the first episode. Everything goes back to that episode of, of Super Train. And, and the episode of Super Train with the poker game. <laughs> and, and, yeah. yeah, of course. That, well, it just goes back to Super Train. I mean, there are only six episodes that you could pick from. Eight episodes, silly. Oh, eight episodes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. And you only constantly talk about two of them. Hey. <laughs> Hey, we got to do a live watch of one of those episodes of Super Train one day. Oh, mercy. Uh, so anyhow, uh, mm-hmm. Chief Moby wants uh, 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 President uh, Carter to, uh, to have his fried chicken. But Mayor Burnside, he has um, ulterior motives. Specifically, you know, oh, I want to get a photo with Jimmy Carter. That's going to make my popularity go up. So you can see... Uh, Mayor Burnside is already, you know, looking at how can I stay reelected or how can yeah. I... Yeah, well, Mayor Burnside is your typical deep south, um, is your typical deep south uh, politician in that he is not in office to govern. He's in office to stay in office. Yeah, and not that, uh, well, you know, uh, this may be a little bit of a spoiler for a later episode, but he might be on the take a little bit. What? A guy? A Southern politician on the take. I know. Wow, this doesn't sound contemporary at all. (laughs) Especially in the state of Georgia, if you know what I mean. Uh, wink, wink, yeah. 
Okay, episode two. Beating the pounds, Chief Gray goes on a crash diet in an attempt to lose weight, and it makes him more irascible than ever. During one of his arrests, he's accused of police brutality, so he must defend his actions. Why, hi there. Police brutality, Deep South. No, no, I've I've never would think that would happen. No. Hey, let's move on. Really? Oh my gosh! Uh, Okay. Oh, oh God! Oh, jeez! What? 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 What is it? Episode three, out of the closet. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. We've done racism. Now we're doing out of the closet. A dumbfounded chief Roy is called as a character witness when one of his best friends, a school teacher, sues the school board for firing him when he announces he is a homosexual. Oh, God, no. Next episode! Wait, 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 wait. There's something we need to talk about here. What is it? Okay. On this episode, playing Murdoch, now not the uh, A-Team Murdoch. Or Roger Murdoch. Or Rupert Murdoch. Or Rupert Murdoch, or yeah, or any of those folks. Um, is George Gaines. Are you uh, kidding uh, me? Commodore not, uh, Lassard. Commandant Lassard? No. Henry Warnemont? That's what I'm talking about. Henry Warnemont. Punky. Punky. Oh, Punky. Oh, Punky. Don't go in that refrigerator, Punky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It happened. I know it, it, it happened. It happened. It happened, and the, it happened, and the Chicago Cubs let it happen. Oh, jeez. Oh, Don't that's, the Chicago Cubs. That's what happens when they blew that 2 nothing lead to the Padres, and Steve Garvey hit that home run off Lee Smith. Now, next thing you're going to do is you're going to blame Bonnie or Seth. Next episode! Uh, next episode doesn't actually have a, uh, a a capsule, at least from what I'm I got. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, you, oh you're a stallion, uh, even though you didn't see any of this. No, yeah. Uh, big thanks to Ultimate70s.com, by the way. Um, the Fireside Burnside Budget Chat. An outraged Chief Roy is forced to make good on Mayor Teddy Burnside's promise in a radio talk to make a $20,000 cut in the police budget. Uh Uh-oh. That's not good. It's never good uh, when people could lose their jobs because of uh, budget cuts. Especially the police budget. Especially especially the racist police budget. Yeah, darn right. Mm Mm-hmm. Episode 5, Baker Buys a House, Part 1. Baker, taking Chief Roy's advice to invest in property, uses a $5,400 insurance check to buy a house in a white neighborhood right next door to his co-worker Jasper. Oh, shit. This is not going to end well, but also at the same time, <sighs> this, this is a sitcom trope. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that... that uh, that capsule you just read doesn't end with two words. Hilarity ensues. No. <laughs> because let's let's face it. Really? And besides that, it's a two-parter. Here's the second part. Chief Roy, disturbed by an epithet spray painted on his deputy's 
store drives the crew crazy in his determination to find the culprit. Yeah, that I can only imagine what that was. Yeah, that that didn't end terribly well. No. And that takes us to episode seven. Bye, bye, Baker. Chief Moby and Sergeant Baker both apply for the same, better-paying position in a neighboring county. The situation understandably leads to a rivalry between the two men. On one other uh, of the episodes that I saw, there was a similar plot involving Sergeant Baker and I believe Jasper. Uh, maybe it was even Chief Moby. No, I don't think it was Chief Moby. Who, who um, uh, where Sergeant uh, Baker uh, got the position because he scored better on the test, and uh, that obviously shows his you know, uh, his upbringing in terms of being college educated, being a very wise person. Um, but I did not see this episode. I don't even know if this one's online, but it seems weird that they sort of recycled plots in a 44 episode run. Really? Well, yeah, like I said, there was a similar plot. I don't remember if it was Chief Moby or if it was Jasper, but it was a similar situation where uh, Baker and somebody else applied for a job and Baker got the job or, or got the promotion, the raise, because he scored better on his test than whomever. I don't think it was Chief Moby because, well, it might have been Chief Moby. We'll talk about that when we get to season two because I believe it was that episode that, uh, uh, that I'm going to refer to later that, that I saw yeah. uh, what happened. Yeah. But, but now... Oh, we've got a senior citizen siege. Oh, no. All the old people have been sieged. What's going to happen? How are they going to get to Country Kitchen Buffet, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, uh, so Mayor Burnside is forced to listen to the grievances of two irate senior citizens who hold him at gunpoint to get his attention. What? Okay, well, ha, ha, ha. oh my gosh, uh, I don't even know how to respond to that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I believe I believe age comes wisdom. With age also comes well, yeah. Well, and taking a look, the the two senior citizens, uh, one was male, played by Fred Stuffman, and the other was female, played by Elizabeth Carr. If I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong here, but that that's the same Elizabeth Carr who was on Mork and Mindy, right? You are absolutely correct. And actually, oh, hold on. Hold, stop, 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 stop. Oh, oh no, what, what, Brett what? Stuffman should ring a bell because we talked about him uh, about a year ago. I, I, uh, I forget what episode number it was on. It was maybe 10 or so. He played Henry Alder, Larry's dad on Hello Larry. Hello. Hello. Oh, he was Hello, in. Larry. He was in season two. But he still played Hello Larry, uh, the father on Hello Larry. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He came in the second season. Yep, he was there with Meadowlark and them. Yeah, after George Mamoli got fired from the the radio station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Sorry, George Mamoli. Rest well. in peace. Hey, chicks and turkeys. Appropriate given <laughs> when we're recording this. Oh yeah, and appropriate given my my Zoom background theme is the the scene from South Park History Channel Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> aliens, just aliens. Chief Roy anticipates another holiday battle with his in-laws. Curtis is stood up by Lucille. Gloria is stood up by her boyfriend. And no one can figure out why Harley wants to work on the holiday. Because he's Geach freaking cook, buddy. That's why. Hey, they probably pay time and a half for at least some sort of um, differential. Maybe that's why they had the budget uh, issues. Just saying. Then we go to episode 10, Chief to Chief, with Kenneth Mars' Chief Thorpe, who is the archenemy of Chief Roy. Thorpe and Roy and Thorpe and Roy are there there are in a confrontation. Thorpe annually leads his department's baseball team to victory over Roy's team by using dirty tricks. Oh, no. Now, Kenneth Mars, he has a very diverse background, to say the least. If you remember Malcolm in the Middle, he played Otto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did a ton of voices. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah, oh, he he did a, a ton of voices on uh, Land Before Time. Uh, Ooh, the t- the TV series. Uh, oh, uh, not the movie. Uh, the well, which was like which was like which movie is that? The fifth one, the sixth one, or the twelfth one? I don't know. Uh, actually, uh, if you look at his IMDb, it's like all of them. Uh, oh. Six, oh. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, Land Before Time had like a crap ton of straight to video sequels. I really do. Yeah. Uh it looks like the answer is he was in all of them. Uh he was in uh, the Little Mermaid TV series. Oh uh, Yeah. I, I uh he did a lot of voiceover work. Fivel's American Tales. Ooh. I remember that show. Darkwing Duck. Ooh. Tailspin. Tailspin. Yeah. Basically, all of the Disney Afternoon shows. Uh, a lot of the Disney Afternoon shows. Uh, a pup named Scooby Doo from the late '80s. I believe Smurf. that's on the list. Yep. Oh, we uh, the oh one that's definitely on the list: the Flintstone Kids. Yeah, the Flintstone Kids. Oh yeah, so yeah he uh, and the thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah he did a ton of voices. The biscuits. He was on the biscuits. Insert what? Insert tales. Oh, and Laverne and Shirley in the army. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's one we need to put on the list if it's not on the list. What? Absolutely. Laverne Laverne and oh, we already we already put it on the list, I believe. Isn't that already? Isn't that streaming somewhere? I don't know. I, I don't. 
I thought I, that was streaming somewhere. I don't know. It, it might be, but th- there's so many bad shows that are on the list that uh, it, it could easily be, yeah, uh, we might be confusing with another TV show. But, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, he was uh, on a ton of TV shows, uh, specifically as a voiceover artist. Ah, cool. Oh, hey, look at the title of the next one. This can't end well at all. Oh, boy. (sighs) Episode 11, Union versus the Confederacy. Chief Roy falls into a trap when he treats his annual negotiating session with the mayor as the game they usually play. The mayor has hired a professional negotiator. Well, that seems kind of innocent enough. Boy, that seems uh, a lot better than what the the title would uh, make you think. Yeah. You'd think we'd have, like, the Second Civil War going on. Okay. And and the, and the next episode just sounds like something out of King of the Hill. A hunting we will go. Roy and the gang go looking for Big Buck, a legendary local deer. Okay, so it's like hunting for Bigfoot. Yeah. Except Only it's... A, a big deer. Yeah. He likes so... bucks. He cannot lie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> episode thirteen by the light of the moonlight. There are five guest stars, none of which I've heard of before. Maybe you have. Uh, When a dispute over a holiday load gets out of hand, the participants, Chief Roy and Deputy Curtis, spend Christmas Eve in jail. Uh Uh-oh. Episode 14, The Physical. Oh, boy. (laughs) Let's get physical. Physical. I'm glad he did it and not me. Okay, uh, Roy is afraid he'll lose his job when the mayor orders the police force to take physicals. Have you seen the mayor? He's the one who's in need of a physical. Hey, he's the boss. He he can do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, doesn't look like anybody, uh, well, I don't, as Richard McKenzie is a doctor. Uh, he appears to be that guy from that show. Uh, he was on... Four episodes of Matlock uh, in 1986 and 87 as Matlock. Another Matt going back going back to Matlock that we talked about earlier. Uh, Lieutenant and eventually police detective Reuben Davis. Awesome. Okay. Uh, he was also oh on, on definitely future installment. It takes two with the Seagal sisters uh, as Walter Chaikin. <laughs> That would be the uh, older the Seagal sisters. Yeah, that that wouldn't be Pig. That, that would be the yeah. That would be Liz. That would be Liz and Jean Seagal. Uh, yeah, the, the older twin sisters. Yeah. The, the excuse the phrase the less successful of the sisters. Hey, they got it takes two. What else did they do? Moving on. <laughs> Episode fifteen. Roy separation. Chief Roy becomes a swinging single after he finally separates from the wife he feels has endured him. He has endured for too long. Uh, and among the the guest stars in this episode is Barry Youngbellow from Butrin Tree. It's a living. 
Is it to living a future entry? I don't think it is. I don't. I don't know it. If, I don't know if it is, but I don't think it qualifies. Okay. No, it, it ran for a long time in syndication. Maybe we might add it to the show. Uh, uh, it came back in syndication. It died at the network level, but it came back in syndication. Do, do we have that as a as a thing? I could make I'm it a thing. Sure, I'm pretty sure we do. Yeah. No, if not, we will. Because okay. God knows we have. Oh yeah, it to... came back for the dead. Yeah, it is. It came back from okay, the dead. okay. Episode sixteen. Red Armstrong. Goodbye. Chief Roy gets Curtis to help with a benefit to aid ex-Chief Red Armstrong with his enormous hospital bills. Then Curtis discovers he that Red had been notoriously bigoted as a police officer. Ooh. I was going to say, this, this hits too close to home for me over the last couple of months. But no, there was no bigoting with me. Nope, it's nope, like nope. It, it, it got you to the edge of paying attention and then it just yanked you back with its uh yeah <clears throat> oh this one sounds like uh, uh it, it could be something on the take for oh for- boy oh god you want to talk about hitting too close to home check this out balance oh, no. for burnside <laughs> Oh, boy. I'm going to get so many tweets about this. Chief Roy and Curtis find an unopened ballot box in the City Hall basement, indicating that Mayor Teddy might not be the rightful mayor of the town. Boy, this isn't contemporary at all. Yeah, is this taking place in Philadelphia? (laughs) And if so, and if so, does this take place in Four Seasons Total Landscaping? Oh, jeez. No, God! Someone get OAN on this! No, stop. Hey, someone needs to get OAN and Newsmax on this, because this is a travesty. I've never used the word travesty before. I don't even know what it means, but it's a travesty, okay? Oh, my gosh. Well, he lost. We can make fun of him now, so... Okay, <laughs> next episode, before I really get letters, uh, the Chief's dressing down. Ooh, Alice Ghostly's in this episode. Ooh. Yeah, yeah uh, from uh, most popularly known from Good Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, an embarrassed Chief Roy enlists Curtis's aid when he Plant, but he has to buy a dress for himself as at a department store. Chief Roy has to buy a dress for himself. Woo! <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around this, but I can't. No. There's some things that are best left unwrapped. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. All right, we're back in episode 19. It's called All About Floyd. Curtis urges Chief Roy to hire another black police officer, then discovers he has made a big mistake. In this episode... There's one name that's awfully familiar, and it's not for the reason you might think. 
Bobby Ellerby is in this episode, and Bobby Ellerby won. Uh, you may have heard the name on Squidbillies. He portrays the sheriff on Squidbillies, but also two. If you are on the Eyes of a Generation group on Facebook, he's the guy that runs that group. Eyes of a special a, shout out. Yeah, Eyes of a Generation basically is like a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff where uh, people who've been in the industry share photos, uh, collections, images of uh, microphones and, and technological equipment that they've had over the years, cameras. Uh, and Bobby Ellerby actually runs that group. Oh. It, it's, a, it's a very interesting group, even if you're not in the business just uh, seeing the different photos, the the the, uh, the um, images of uh, people with celebrities like uh, Dick DiBartolo, who everybody knows who Dick DiBartolo is. Oh, yeah. If you do not know who Dick DiBartolo is. If you don't know who he is, why are you listening to this podcast? That's pretty much the answer. Uh, he posted either yesterday or day before to that group and then posted to his personal Facebook a picture of him and Soupy Sales on the set of To Tell the Truth in 1980. Again, future installment. Hey, do you think Dick DiBartolo has ever seen the Philly Mafia's great takeout business? Oh, um, no. Don't bring down the good name of Dick DiBartolo, please. Hey, hey, they could have taken him to Four Seasons Total Landscaping. You don't know. Dang no, it! Moving on! Moving on! Episode 20, Roy pays his taxes. Chief Roy panics when he discovers he is arrested for speeding the IRS man who is assigned to honest his taxes. Yeah. Even the police isn't going to get away with that. Like I said. Yeah. Oh, couple, couple of, couple of uh, familiar names here. Diana Moldar, a.k.a. Dr. Pulaski. No reaction from Greg? I don't know who Dr. Pulaski is. You don't know who Dr. P no, okay. She's the doctor of the Enterprise who doesn't suck. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, uh, she, repla she replaced uh, Dr. Crusher on, on board the Enterprise. Oh, wait. When Gates McFadden, McFadden briefly left... Yes. Oh, yeah. And also, Danny Wells, who you might remember as... Oh, Danny Wells? Danny Wells, yes. Oh, my gosh. Luigi. Luigi. Yes, Luigi. Oh, I was also going to add, uh, talking about uh, Diane Moldar, uh, she starred in uh, future installment His Honor. Oh, but yeah, and, Danny. And of course, and of course, we can't we can't forget the infamous elevator scene from L.A. Law. Oh wait, that involved Danny Wells. No, that involved Diana Baltar. Oh yeah, Which I don't want Danny Wells to be in an elevator scene. <laughs> I would have been like, wait, Luigi was the person who died in the elevator on no, L.A. Law. It was Diana Baltar. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that makes me feel better that poor Luigi was okay and he didn't die on that. Luigi's no, but but Danny Well sadly no longer with us. Yeah, he is sadly no longer with us along with Captain Lou. But oh, we will Yeah. We will talk about the Super Mario Brothers Super Show next year. Episode twenty one, Roy's Encounter. After Chief Roy steals what he thinks is a UFO. Oh jeez. He convinces Baker to return to the mountain site with him. Wait, he stole a UFO. How big is this UFO? Supposedly a UFO, I thought. It's got... Uh, if he has a UFO, it's not going to fit in the back of his trunk. Well, that's true. It's going to be like as wide as a freaking car. Maybe even bigger than a car. Maybe Chico can chime in on that. I can't. Maybe okay. he's one of those. I, I don't know. Maybe he's one of those micro urine, micro urines, micro UFOs, like the Great Kazoo or something. I don't know. And now the season finale. Baker saves a life. When Jasper believes Baker saved his life after their patrol car crashed into a truck full of live chickens. Jasper Only moves in the country. Only in Carter Country. Jasper moves in with Baker, determined to pay his debt. I thought they were neighbors, so he moved in next door. Just, just throwing that out there. Boy, let's get to season two really fast because it is okay. Uh, yeah. One. Okay. Episode season two, episode one. One of our chiefs is missing. With Chief Roy handcuffed to a prisoner, gets lost in a storm on his way to Atlanta and involves the police department in a zany manhunt. Rod McCary of Future Installment Masquerade makes an appearance. Cool. Wait, 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 wait. Rod McCary has been talked about at least once in the past because he was gorgeous George on The Cool Kids. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did talk about. It. And also, Rob McCary, as we mentioned, was also in War and Remembrance, the sequel to The Winds of War. And you know what? Sadly, I'm still upset we never got the epic sequel to The Winds of Whoopi, Whoopi and oh. Remembrance. Oh, Greg. Well, somebody hug. Somebody hug. I, it's been 32 years. I need to have that sequel to The Winds of Whoopi. Anywho, uh, okay. very interesting. Uh, the, the next episode, uh, we uh, Chico will give the recap on it, but uh, we have a very interesting guest star who actually uh, made uh, two appearances on uh, Carter Country. Okay. Go to the re- go to the recap and then mention the uh, special, the very special, amazingly special. Oh, guest star. Okay. The Tracy Report. Chief Roy's problems with the citizen who threatens to sue for false arrest swell into hilarious panic when something happens to the man in the chief's office and a young woman reporter seeks all the juicy details. The young woman reporter is Tracy Quinn, played by Are You Ready for This? I hope you're sitting. I hope you're sitting. Hey, I hope you're sitting out there in podcast land. The Melanie Griffith. Wait a minute. You mean yes. 
Yes. Yes. You, you mean Dakota Johnson's mother? Yes, Don Johnson's ex-wife. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you you heard what we said. It, yeah, exactly. Her. Yep. And, and the thing is, if you look at, I mean, she's couldn't be older than maybe about twenty-one at the time. She's Very, old enough to be a feisty. She's old enough to be a feisty reporter. That's for sure. Uh, yes, yeah, she's uh, maybe twenty-one at most in this, but you can look at her and. You know exactly who she is. You look at that face; it's like, oh yeah, holy crap, that's Melanie Griffith. No, yep. you. Uh, th there's no two ways around it. Yep, yep. But she does make an appearance later on, actually. But we'll talk about that later, possibly. Mm-hmm. Next is the selling of the mayor, part one. Roy decides to run for mayor. Okay, this is actually the second episode I saw. And I didn't realize it's a two-parter. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, Chief Roy decides to run for mayor against uh, Mayor Burnside. And Mayor Burnside's scheme is to actually get Sergeant Baker to promote him, to support him, in order, to, uh, here's where racism is coming into play. In order to get the black vote. Mm, oh God. Yeah. Well, and, and that and that goes. Uh, we go more into detail with that in the next episode, which is part. Yeah, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we we get the uh, the conclusion of it, um, what happens is uh, they're neck and neck most of the night. Uh, you have uh, Mayor Burnside off to a big lead to start. And by big lead, I don't mean very big, because there's maybe like three or 400 votes cast total, which is kind of weird because Teddy Burnside is saying, oh, th this uh, mayoral debate's going to go to thousands and thousands of people. Well, you had maybe 350, 400 voters. That's not really thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, must have been a lot of registered voters saying, no, we're not even going to bother with this crap. Well, well no, oh. what, happened, what, what happened is, um, is uh, Burnside started off with a decent lead. Then uh, Chief Moby came back uh, on the next total and had a, a decent lead. But then, yeah, T Teddy Burnside said uh, a comment to the extent of, oh, they haven't counted the rich vote yet. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, then, and then by the end of the vote, he won. Uh, and, and I'm not going to say by a landslide like his, his catchphrase said, but uh, he had a, a decent amount of the vote. But uh, however, there's a second part. Part two. Yeah. Mayor, Mayor Birdside offers Sergeant Baker the chief of police's job in exchange for his endorsement in the mayoral campaign. That's not crooked. No, wait, that was in part one. That continued in part two? That continued in part two, yes. Uh, yeah, because that was part, uh, part one. And again, that goes back to what I said earlier about uh, Mayor Burnside uh, trying to get the black vote by having the black employee, the, the black uh, police officer, mm -hmm. endorse him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So there was a second part. I didn't even know there was a second part. I don't remember seeing. Tamika. There was a second part. Okay. Well, I, I, I the the episode I saw was twenty twenty one minutes long. So it is what it is. You know what I feel like after uh, hearing there's a second part. I feel like a poor butterfly. Uh, yeah. Okay. What, did you see what I did there? Did you see what I did there? I totally, I totally saw what you did there. Now you see what I'm about to do here. Chief Roy throws his mother and her friends in jail when they stage a sit-down strike at a new factory site. Uh, his mother is played by Amzy Strickland. One Wait. of her friends, Mrs. Forsyth. Wait, yes, Mike, yes, yes, Mike, yes, Mike, yes, Mike, yes, Mike, 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 get your, Mike, get yourself together, man. I, I, I want Greg to hear this. Okay, what is it? One of her friends is played by Nidra Voles. Nidra Voles! <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Jesus. Shut your mouth, Greg. I'll, I'll say this. Nidra Voles. Provided nothing of value to the match game, Howard Squares Hour. No value at all. None. None. I hope you can see what I'm doing. Yeah. You're, so, uh, uh, put, put those things away, Mike. Nidra Falls is your individual equivalent to Glenn Clagmire and Wings. Play the clip here. Match game Hollywood Squares made Nidra Falls' career. I love yes. Wait. Wait. I love Match game Hollywood Squares. Wait. Deidre Vols had a career. No, oh, not... different different strokes made her career. Let's be yeah, honest. yeah. You better just just take it back now. Take it back now. Okay, it's not okay. Gonna end all right. Now. Hey, Kids. sorry, Kids. sorry, not sorry. Kids, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I figured. Sorry, not sorry. Season two, episode six, Gamblers Unanimous. Hey, look who's back. No, it's, no, it's no. Melody Griffith as Tracy Quinn. Oh, good. Chief Roy bets with Baker on the outcome of a football game after receiving guaranteed inside information. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Again, that hasn't been done in the past. Married with children, hi. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, by the oh, you know who wrote this episode? No wonder. No wonder it sounds familiar. Mark Fink wrote it. Mark Fink writes a lot of sitcom episodes. He tends to repeat himself after a while. Uh, well, he didn't do uh, marriage, so maybe it was just very coincidental. Maybe. Episode 7, Roy Makes the Grade. Mayor Teddy is furious when Chief Roy is chosen most distinguished alumnus by Clinton High School's seniors. Okay, I guess I guess Teddy wanted to win that one too. Why does he just go on Twitter and bitch? Cause he's dead. True. Episode eight: Hurricane Jasper. Oh boy. Jasper assumes command in Clinton Corners when the town is put under martial law because of a hurricane. Yeah, those things happen uh, with, with hurricanes. Yeah. But Jasper, as in yeah. Yeah, the, town, yeah. the town racist. He's the town racist. Uh, anyway, the firing of a Harley. 
And, uh, oh, Chief Roy's mom is back. After Chief Roy has fired Harley Puckett, the Chief's mother shows up with a plan to get Harley rehired. Oh, good. We need to save Geech Cook's job. Yeah, he's the comic relief here. It's the only thing, it's the only thing worth watching in this terrible, terrible show. No, no. Don't say that. Well, okay. You know what? I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get to this. Uh, we'll get to this later in the podcast. But uh, yeah, episode ten, ode to Billy Joe. Roy is shocked to find out that a garage owner, who's a good friend of his, is bilking Clinton Quarters tourists with false auto repair charges. A crooked mechanic. Stop the presses! I am shocked. There is gambling going on in this establishment. Episode 11. The Russians are coming. <laughs> Chief Roy Albers creates an international incident when he tries to help a Russian dancer defect. The dancer, I believe, is... Well, there are three, there are three guest stars here. Richard Libertini, who I believe is in something familiar. Uh, he's from... oh. He plays the Godfather on Soap. Oh, the Godfather. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, one of the big plot lines, I believe that was in season, the, the season two, season three cliffhanger, possibly? Yeah. Uh, Brenda Benet is Natalia. She's a quintessential that lady from that thing. And Ari Barak, this is his only known role that I know and he plays Dimitri episode 12 happy anniversary chief Roy brings in a psychologist to conduct a group encounter session in an effort to modernize the force and I don't know how but his mother becomes involved well that's not good oh uh, no no it's not episode 13 Teddy the tiger Chief it's, Roy's... it's great. No, it's not great. Chief Roy is unexpectedly decked by the mayor, but for some mystifying reason, does not seek revenge. That would be uh, a guy by the name of Joe Taggart, who uh, was on future entry, The Magician. Oh, boy. Yep. New Kid in Town is the 14th episode. A runaway orphan in arrives in Clinton Corners and claims Chief Roy as her father. The runaway orphan is played by Kyle Richards. Yes. That Kyle Richards. Oh, no. No. But I'll give her... Wait, wait, wait. Is she the, uh, the woman holding back her sister Kim... In the, the smudge memes with the white cat. Yeah. And she also played Lissy on future installment Down to Earth. But yeah, she's mainly known for being one of the real housewives nowadays. She's in the smudge memes. Oh my gosh, that's great. I mean, I knew her sister was in there. And we talked about her sister. And going back, we talked about her sister in the Hello Larry episode. Boy, everything's going back to Hello Larry today. But, yeah, she's the the, uh, the woman holding back her sister 
who's pointing at the the white cat who's sitting eating broccoli. Mm -hmm. Best <laughs> meme ever. You, you heard it here. Best meme ever. Yes. Yes. Okay. Episode 15, Baker's First Day. Sergeant Baker quits the Clinton County Police Force and goes back to New York City. Um, the captain, a Jack Carter, yes, that Jack Carter. And aside from that, well, you know he's going to come back because, well, yeah. Episode 16, The Last Dinosaur. Wait, is, does it involve Denver, the last dinosaur? No, that's another episode. No. That's another episode, Greg. Oh, I would have rather talked about Denver, the last dinosaur than we know. Carter Country. We I, would know. I would talk about anything than Carter Country right now. We know. Chief Roy begins to worry about his job when several of his colleagues lose their jobs to younger men. Oh, now we're bringing ageism into this. Okay. Oh, yeah. The elite, yeah, shagism, ragism, all the, all the, all the isms. Uh, episode 17, part one, the big, the big move, part one. Rumors of the impending marriage of Sergeant Baker and Lucille have the townspeople of Clinton quarters in a tizzy. I told you he'd be back. <laughs> Episode 18, The Big Move, Part 2. Lucille shows up unexpectedly at Sergeant Baker's bachelor party. Uh-oh. And catches him in the arms of another woman. It's not mother, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Kyle Richards makes another appearance on this episode for some reason, hopefully not at the bachelor party. Uh, I'm going to assume... The uh, other woman is played by Ronalda Douglas and really doesn't have a whole lot of credits to her name. Um, the, the, the two that I see, and I, I know one is definitely on the list, the other we could make a case for. The new odd couple uh, with uh, Ron Glass is definitely on the list, and she made uh, appearances on four episodes of that series. Mm -hmm. The other one is The Secrets of Isis, which uh, I believe was a, uh, uh, was that, was a, that? That was sort of a, that was a film, that was like a sort of, filmation or a, or a, a side spinoff, a side story spinoff of uh, Filmation's Shazam. Yeah, I was going to say, it's either Filmation's or uh, a Croft show, yeah. Yeah, it's Filmation. Well, we know it's going to be low quality then. Oh, but, totally. you know, th th those are her two main... That's, like, uh, low quality, but not totally low quality. Yeah. Uh, she appeared as Rennie Carroll on seven episodes of that. And that really is her career in a nutshell, just about. Mm -hmm. And episode 19, The Big Move, part three. Oh, does the wedding go on? I am left to surmise that it does, because Baker... Chief Roy and Mayor Teddy become locked in a bank vault just before Baker's wedding to Lucille. Yeah, and there's actually a character called Minister on the IMDb, played by DeForest Coven. Who was on two episodes of He was on That's My Mama! He was on That's My Mama! 
Of, of course he was. We okay. Love that, that's our wings of the mid-70s. Oh, boy. Made Clifton Davis's career. You're darn right. And had some of the best theme music ever. Mm-hmm. Episode 20, Teddy's Folly. When Mayor Burnside appears to have lost his fortune, his gold-digging fiancé decides to skip town. Oh, jeez. Not relatable at all. <laughs> Must avoid Poppy's joke. <laughs> Episode 21, The Prisoner of Clinton Corners. Hey, look, it's it's Roy's mom oh. and Kyle Richards. Oh, great. And Danny, and Danny Wells is back, too. Oh, good Luigi's back. Yeah, and I love his character's name on this episode. Slippery Sam. Yeah, that's not slippery. Uh, with Chief oh. Roy... I wonder who the prisoner of Clinton Corners is. When Chief Roy refuses to pay alimony to his ex-wife, he winds up in his own jail plotting an escape. Well, Mike, there's your answer. You wanted an answer? There you go. Yeah. How much longer is this episode going to be? I'm going to take a nap right now. I got one more. <laughs> yeah, I got one more. I got one more. <laughs> I'm take a nap. And, and, okay, okay. I'll just, I'm just going to skip to the important bit. Uh, Roy's mom and Kyle Richards are in it. This is the final episode. Oh, thank God. Yes. Uh, the Abominable Snowman. Chief Roy agrees to give the mayor bit part in the police department skit. Yeah. Okay, that's, that, that, and, and that's the show. You can tell sort of where the bite what, I, and I, I alluded to this when going over the episode, but I think you could tell where the sort of bite went away, or where the shock sort of gave way to something uh, sort of milk toasty. Because the first season was 32nd out of 104 shows, which isn't bad. It's, it's you know what? People have been, it's like shows have been renewed in like mid 30s during the season and sure enough this show was renewed then it dropped to 70th out of 114 shows yeah that's the death knell mm -hmm. oh thank god it's over that's yeah. all I gotta say. Thank God we don't have to talk about this anymore. At least Victor French went off to Highway to Heaven and he got that sweet-ass Oakland A's cap. Yeah, yeah uh, Victor French did go on to Highway to Heaven. Kenny Holiday did go on to Matlock. Fernie Watson did go on to Fresh Prince. Richard Paul went on to Match Game. Richard Paul went on to Match Game. Harvey Verdon... He was a racist and, and, and was stereotyped forever. Yes. And, and Kyle Richards was in the greatest oh. meme of all time. And Kyle Richards <laughs> was in the greatest meme of all time, damn it. Uh, oh, oh, we should also add a minor catchphrase uh, created by this TV show was handle it, Roy. Handle it. Handle it. Ha handle it. Handle it. Yeah. Handle yeah. it. Handle it. 
but but also this may speak to the popularity of the show on one of the uh, the, the few episodes of Hollywood Squares that uh, existed before uh, the GSN uh, uh, reruns of 2002. It was a party episode, and Victor French was actually on that episode. And would you believe he actually portrayed Roy Moby? What? Are it you kidding party, me? It was, it was a party episode, and, and he portrayed Roy Moby. You heard what I said. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they made references to the TV show. And, and since, obviously, uh, he was a police officer, they had, like, a fake walkie-talkie, you know, you know what's, your ten, uh, what's your 20, good buddy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there's actually one more thing we need to talk about regarding uh, Carter Country. Okay. What's that? It's eBay Price is Right. Oh, crap. Yo if, this, it, yo, if this is what I think it is, I'm walking out of here right now. What is it? Okay, what, what is it? It's another uh, bumper title card, another art card from ABC for Carter Country. Cool. And oh, good. I thought it was, well, I thought it was one of Jasper's wardrobes. Good. No! Damn it! Don't bring the show down. No. So, anywho, uh, all the main cameras are huddled. Uh, there's like seven of them. Man, this is like an ensemble cast. Uh, it's your usual sitcom fare. Uh, Carter Country, ABC, uh, art card, again, probably in the range of eight by uh, eight and a half by 11. And we're going to start with Chico because he's the one who absolutely despised the show the most. I did. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go eight ninety nine. Greg. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go nine dollars and forty nine cents. And, and both of you are surprised anybody would pay money for this. <laughs> I, I, why would why would anyone pay money for this? Well, no. This actually. I mean, again, even though it's really not a great show it's very racist what? no it, it's not it, it, it is still a part of television history hey, whether we want to admit it or hey, not hey hey i would rather get that second chance slide than for like what was it five bucks for whatever than this yeah yeah because you're paying a lot more than five dollars for this you're paying 12.99 oh good i win good but uh yeah, I mean, there's a number of photos on eBay. There's, there actually, it looks like we're on TV Guide's cover. What? Really? I'm. What? Should I have done that for eBay Prices Right? You probably should have done that for eBay Prices Right. Um. Oh no, you're gonna do it never. No, 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 I'm not gonna do it. No, no, I'm, okay. I'm actually gonna pull up a, a TV Guide. Okay. Uh, th- just so I can uh, uh, tell you when. Uh, they were on the cover, okay. and this was March 11th of 1978, so again, we're in first season, okay. and there was a very creepy caricature of, of Victor French. Uh, I'm going to give uh, 
uh, Kenny Holiday credit. His picture looks normal, but I mean, it looks like Victor French's face is falling off. Oh, wait, what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a link. Oh, yeah, hold on. I'm gonna put it in this chat. Oh, okay. Okay, take a look at this. And is that really a horrible caricature of Victor French? Uh, oh, yes, look. I'm taking a look right now. The uh, horrible caricature. Oh my god! It looks like. Oh he, my god! He looks like he was stung by a bee. Somebody get that man some penicillin. Uh, yeah, I mean, he looks like, with all due respect, the elephant man looks like his face is falling off. I am not an animal. <laughs> um, uh, why could why didn't David Lynch hire him for the elephant man instead of John Hurt? It's like, oh my god, somebody somebody get that man some penicillin. So yeah, there's, <laughs> so I'm not doing prices rights because I, I think we need to wash our hands uh, from this episode. Yeah, Carter Country. It was a thing on TV, and that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, let's just let's just forget this ever happened, and let's yep. just move on. Let's move on. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're going to discuss the website on TV.com. We're going to talk about all of our. We're going to talk about all the previous episodes. We're going to talk about all of our social feeds, and we're going to talk about how you can download all of our previous episodes, including the minisodes where fine podcasts are streamed. And remember, five stars only. We don't watch this crap for four stars. Yeah, I suffered through two episodes. That yeah. deserves like five stars right by uh, by yeah. itself. Because we desperately crave your approval. Well, until next time. Oh, next time's going to be a fun one. Oh, good. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? After the after the episode we had to sit through, I'll take fun. I'll take fun. Yeah, we need a palate cleanser. We, we, we need to go to confessional and we need a palate cleanser. And... Well, you settle for Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'd love yeah. to go to Las Vegas. Yeah, there's your palate cleanser right there, baby. Uh, my background. Oh, but yes. Okay, well, until... It's not a video podcast, so you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, but you will when you hear our next thing on TV. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. Well, Handle it, Roy. Handle it, handle it.